I'm really excited to be at uh, the new Goose Island Brew House today, talking with uh, Bern and Mark, the brewers of the new brewery. Hey guys, welcome. Hey, thanks. How's it going? It's going great. Um, we're sitting here um, in the new uh, the new bar, and uh, I wanted to start things off by just asking a little bit about yourselves. I think Mark, you. Um, have worked in the Toronto area, but Burn, you're not from Toronto. Yeah. Um, maybe just uh, each talk about where where you came from and your backgrounds in beer. Awesome. Yeah. So, like you said, I'm from Montreal. Grew up there, uh, born and raised. Uh, got into home brewing sometime around my 18th birthday. Uh, you know, absolutely fell in love with it, and you know, kind of knew that that's the direction I wanted to take my my career in. So I went and uh, studied cell and molecular biology. And right after school, got a job at Les Trois working in uh, a brew pub in the East End for about three years. And then I took over as the supervisor of the central support facility. So dealing with raw materials management for the company, uh, training of new brewers, uh, packaged products, and uh, some technical support. Great. Will you, Mark? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm born and raised in Toronto, uh, pretty much downtown area. And uh, I started getting into craft beer around my early 20s, probably around 21 is when I started really getting a taste for it. A lot of my friends were starting to dive into craft beer and, you know, uh, starting off with, uh, especially a lot of those Montreal breweries since we were traveling out there a lot. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I started working in healthcare as a hearing specialist and uh, also became a home brewer around that time too. And I found myself kind of sitting at my desk writing recipes in my spare time, kind of planning my brews for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, until, you know, one day I kind of just really didn't like the direction that the industry was going in. It felt like I was more of a salesman than yeah. a healthcare provider. So I kind of just wanted to have a job where I was a little more passionate about it, where I could wake up every day and just feel really good about going in, staying for however long I need to. Uh, so yeah, I, I wanted to become a brewer. I quit my job. Two weeks later, started working at Great Lakes Brewery in the tap room. Awesome. And uh, just kind of like working my way up there, um, you know, giving the brewers some home brews to try, getting their opinions on it, picking their brains as well. And uh, until a couple months later, Mike Lackey was nice enough to take me under his wing and yeah. kind of train me. And, uh, yeah, I was an assistant there for a year and a half, close to two years, and uh, yeah, I mean, now I'm here. Great. So, speaking of that, how did you guys get connected with Goose Island? How did you guys land here? Yeah, so, you know, it was really just one of those situations where I saw the, saw the job posting on Indeed and, oh, okay. and went for it. Nice. Yeah, and I mean, couldn't be, couldn't be happier to be here. It's, you know, a phenomenal opportunity to brew for a company that I've respected for years and years. Yeah. And, you know, it's an awesome opportunity to learn as well. You know, we're in, we're in contact with Jared Jankowski in terms of recipe design process and everything. And just to have him as a knowledge resource is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, the ability to come into work and learn every day is exactly the kind of position I wanted to be in. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about your beers. So talk about recipe development um, I was fortunate enough to be downtown and 
checking my email and social the day you opened, and I snuck in, I think, before the crush of the Blue Jay game that afternoon. Yeah. And I think you had eight or nine beers on launch day, which is yeah. incredible. Uh, not only a, a technical feat to do that, but just a testament to what you guys, the hard work you must have put into it. Um, so how, what went into all those recipes? Like, did you come up with them yourselves? What was the, the process to, to get to that launch and all the beers that you had on day one? Yeah, so uh, most of the recipes that we had on launch day were, uh, you know, original recipes from the two of us. Yeah. Uh, the first couple that we did, so for example, the 59 Brown was actually brewed in collaboration with John Nagaski, who's the brew head brewer at the Clyburn Brew Pub. Oh, cool. Uh, so he was here to brew that with us. And the first four or five recipes we did were kind of designed with back and forth emails between us and him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, went with those from there. And you know, knowing that we were brewing, going to be brewing these a little bit in advance of the opening of the brew pub, we wanted to brew beers that could hold up over a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. So that's why you saw a couple loggers in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like the 59 Brown. You know, the Porter, pretty robust beers that can hold up to a little bit of time, just in case of any delays or anything that might have happened. Yeah. Do you guys have um, like a philosophy when it comes to the styles that you want to brew, or is it just whatever pops into your heads? Really, our north star when we're brewing is we just want to make beers that are complex but approachable. Mm. You know, beers that whether you're you know kind of just kind of a, dipping your toes in the craft beer waters. Or you're someone who you know who's appreciated good pines for years. You can come here and find something that you can latch onto and, and really enjoy. Yeah. And you know something that like the Kaiser Geyser that we brewed it flew out of here pretty fast. It was something that it was kind of a gateway to hops for people who didn't you know weren't that familiar with it or thought they didn't like hoppy beers because of yeah. know, bitterness uh, that whole thing. And it's something that people who really enjoyed session ales could latch onto as well. Well, that was one of my favorites of the initial lineup. Yeah. And I had that every time I came back until now I noticed that it's, uh, it's sold out. So Yeah, it, took, it only took two weeks, so yeah. we were kind of blown away by that. And then I think Mark said it best, you know, the best compliment that anyone can give us is ordering a second pint of the same beer, telling us, hey, I'll have another one of those. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Great. Um, so you mentioned uh, the Clybourne Brew Pub. Um, you know, when, uh, when we chatted uh, earlier on, you, you mentioned you guys spent some time in Chicago leading up to the opening. Um, do you want to talk about that? Like what that experience was like? Yeah, Mark, you want to go ahead and take this one? Um, I mean, yeah, I spent about a month down there, and it was a it was a real big like eye-opening experience for me. Like, not only was it kind of almost a fantasy and a dream come true. Uh, I have never met such a group of passionate brewers before where, you know, every day they're coming in, they're they're not only ready to work, but they're ready to make the best beer they can. And, you know, it's not just in the words they say, it's, it's every action and how they communicate with each other too. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, I, I learned a lot while being there. Um, not only about the brewing process, but how to work as a team together, um, and really what goes into making great beer. I, I think getting a feel for every part of the brewery. Where you know we worked a week on on the brew uh, for brewing. We worked a week uh, in the cellar. We worked a week in the barrel warehouse. 
so you kind of get a sense of every part of the brewery there and um, kind of everything that they they do there. For me, it was it was not as much of a big step in terms of like me coming from a production brewery, but I mean the size of that brewery itself was was incredible and oh, yeah. you know all the steps that they take and, and the care that they take in doing it. It's uh, quite inspirational. Very so, cool. Yeah. Burn, how about you? What was it like for you down there? I mean, we were there at the same time. All the things that Mark said are 100% true and more. Yeah. I mean, the passion goes into the, you know, the production lineup, into, you know, those big ones that everyone's waiting for year-round, the Bourbon County series, you know, the Sour Sisters, but also into research and development, looking towards the future and the betterment of the whole industry. I mean, you know, in their innovation brewery, they got a two-barrel system, and they're they're pumping out some phenomenal things, mm-hmm. and you know making discoveries that are going to benefit the whole brewing industry. Yeah, cool. Um, let's talk about the brewery here. So, uh, this is a fully functional brewery. It's built into the space down on Esplanade. Um, do you want to tell me about um, the brewery and some of its unique features? Because I know from the quick tour that you gave me, there's some some fun stuff in here. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we're pretty thrilled with this system. I think the moment, the first time both of us walked in here and saw it, we were just, you know, kind of jaws agape, just looking around, didn't really know what to check out first because it's, you know, it's an absolutely stunning brewery. Uh, Not just visually, but in terms of, you know, the flexibility and the precision that it gives us as brewers. It's a Browcon 15 hectoliter, four vessel system. Uh, we've got seven hectoli- 15 hectoliter uh, fermenters with two uh, 15 hectoliter bright tanks. Um, we've got a YPS propagation system, and uh, soon enough we'll have a centrifuge in here. For uh, so, I mean, we're just going to be able to get great separation and clarification of our final product. Um, you know, really, there's not much in terms of technical limitations that this system won't let us do. Yeah. Um, the efficiencies that we're getting out of it. Uh, you know, we're extracting over well over 98% of the fermentables from the grain that we throw into the mash tun, which is, you know, unheard of. I thought my previous brewery was pretty good at, you know, 91, 92%. And we were just blown away by how effective this system is at, you know, making great beer and making repeatable beer. Yeah. And you said that this, is, this system is the first or second of its kind in Canada? Is that it? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was the second installed, first purchased in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And do you have room in the building or plans for any barrel agent? Yeah, we've actually got, uh, you know, we're in the process of just putting all our ducks in a row for our first barrel project. We want to do a Belgian triple, uh, age a portion of it in Pinot Noir barrels, ideally from the Niagara region with uh, blackberries, honey, lemon zest, and a little bit of Britannomyces. Mm. And uh, the, the other fraction that we don't barrel, we're gonna do kind of a new world triple with it, dry hop it, and uh, you know, just have some fun. Very have cool. a couple variants of the same, you know, the same base. That's awesome. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I wanna talk a little bit about the space. And, um, you know, the, some people might I've heard that the brewery is adjoining the Esplanade beer market, but yeah. it's a very different space within the brew house itself. And there's a lot of cues taken from Goose in Chicago. Um, I noticed them myself when I walked in for the first time. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, 
first thing you see when you walk in the front door after you look at the beautiful fermenters that are directly behind the bar is that subway tile that just brings you right back to the, the Fulton Street tap room. Yeah. You know, those black and white tiles, it's, you know, it's, it's a nice stark contrast with, you know, that wood, that unfinished wood on the bar top. You know, you've got all those rough edges that are still there and that stainless steel, it's just, it's really striking. And then once you actually get in the door, you kind of take a turn to the left and you see that barrel stave wall, mm -hmm. you know, made from retired uh, BCS casks. It's, it's awesome. It's really hard not to be sucked in. Oh yeah. I mean, the other day I was sitting at the table right beside one of those and you can actually smell the bourbon in the BCS still <laughs> just wafting out of that wall. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's really cool how you've been able to have a distinct vibe in the brew house space versus the Esplanade beer market space, which has its own, its own thing going on in here, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, now, you also mentioned that you're growing hops here too. Yep. You want to tell me about that? Because I think that's super cool. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we've got nine plants out back. Um, it's actually a, an awesome setup. Uh, Will at Highland Hopyards has been an immense help and he's been really the crucial guy getting that set up because back in that, uh, on that patio, we only get two hours of natural sunlight a day. Hmm. So he designed a whole rig for us with artificial grow lights, um, you know, a great trellis system. And uh, we've got nine plants of triple pearl that went in a little late this year. So we're definitely not expecting any yield but we really just want to get those plants established, get those root systems in place, and have those coming up gangbusters next spring. Yeah. Because Triple Pearl is a variety, it's not that well known in Canada, but it grows extremely well in our climate, and it produces some beautiful notes of melon and green fruit that make it really appropriate for doing something like a Super Saison or a Belgian Pale Ale. Uh, it's a really fun variety. It sounds like it needs to be called the Pearl Patio Pale. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be awesome. And uh, we actually spent yesterday up at the farm. We went up to visit our, our crop for this year because we're, oh, yeah. uh, we're buying quite a few kilograms of hops from him. Yeah, we're getting some uh, some of his Chinooks, Cascades, and Centennials. And we went up and got to check out our crop. We got to you know really get a feel for the place. And it's a beautiful hop yard up in Meaford, uh, right on the shores of Georgian Bay. So you know you're standing there looking up from the top of the hill, looking at the hop yards. You can see the bay in the background. It's just picturesque it's beautiful and you know his knowledge of his product and his craft is is phenomenal and as yeah. brewers having someone like that that we can learn from and you know really have that in-depth knowledge of our raw materials is, is phenomenal yeah um that's amazing um i want to ask you about sort of your balance between um chicago and toronto so i suspect that because you've got great resources in chicago there's lots of trends and information that they could uh, feed up to you guys. How much of that do you take into consideration with your, your recipe development and how much do you take from the local, local Ontario sort of scene and what's, what's happening here um, when, you're, when you're coming up with the beers that you brew? Yeah, do you want to take it? Um, I mean, the influence from Chicago, namely Goose Island, Chicago, this has been uh, us looking through the old Clyborne recipe books and kind of paying homage to some of the classic brews that they've done yeah. and just to, to keep that connection going um, you know we'll we'll put our little spin on it but uh, just something to kind of keep that connection there 
so like the rye pale ale. Yep, uh, so we just brewed a rye pale ale a few weeks back and uh, we'll actually be kegging it tomorrow. Okay. So that was, uh, that was one of the original Clyborne recipes and oh, cool. John Lasantos is actually one of his favorites so can't wait to give it a try. So hopefully he can come up here soon. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask because he, uh, hopefully he's uh, scheduled to uh, swing by at some point, that would be pretty fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I noticed, uh, when you're brewing today, I noticed a couple of things, um, coming up on, in the, uh, the fermenters. Um, you know, what's, what's on the horizon beer-wise, uh, at the brewery? Yeah, so some of the things that we're super excited about, I think the one that we're just really itching to get ready is, uh, our Mania, which is, uh, a Polish Grodzyski. So, you know, a delicately smoked wheat beer, it'll be filtered, so crystal clear, but... You know, just a nice, delicate smokiness to it. Extremely sessionable. Um, you know, there was a brewery in Montreal, one of my favorite brew pubs, Benelux, that used to, uh, you know, have yeah. their, their twist on it. And it was my neighborhood pub, and I spent a lot of time drinking that beer. So, you know, I can't wait to bring that style to Toronto and yeah. uh, kind of unleash it on everyone here. Yeah. Oh, Benelux is great, great spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've known Ben for years and years and years. He was the... Uh, he, he drew my first brew pub map of Montreal that I posted on my website probably 15 years ago. That's <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. Actually, I want to ask about Montreal. What do you think, now that you're, you've been here for a couple of months, yeah. how does, what are your thoughts on the, the local scene here versus your hometown? Yeah, it's a super interesting question. Um, you know, one thing I find is the brewing scene in Quebec seems to be a little more decentralized from the city itself mm. uh, of Montreal than it is here. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of great breweries that are really in the middle of nowhere. They can be a three, four, five hour drive from the city. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing I fell in love with in Montreal is a lot of the breweries that are just nailing classic styles. You know, breweries like Thomas Qatar and someone new like Bruden, they're yeah. coming in and they're just, you know, they're brewing, they're brewing simple styles, but they're just nailing them. And you saw it, these are beers that are just immensely drinkable. And you know, IPAs and you know kettle sours are are fantastic. They're a lot of fun, but sometimes you know it's a lot of fun just to drink a, drink a nice Hellas every now and then. Absolutely, classics never go out of style. Oh, yeah. for sure. Um, so I know that just a couple of weeks back, or a week ago, I stopped in and had a beer with, with you. It was probably around midnight yeah. of the last night of the migration week. Yeah, um, that's passed through town. Anything on the horizon um, at the uh, events-wise at the brewery that's um, coming up? Yeah. Of? So, I mean, we've, we're still waiting to nail down a date for it, but we've got uh, an Oktoberfest beer dinner in the works in collaboration with our, with our chef. And uh, we've got our beer lineup set, uh, putting the final touches on the menu, and now we've just got to pick the date and yeah. Uh, yeah, make an announcement. Nice. Um, do, you, uh, do you foresee or do you have the capacity or the interest to... Um, distribute your house beers outside or is the focus going to be within the brewery right now? Right now, I mean definitely at least until we get a better feel on the velocities our kegs are moving at. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're keeping it in here. We've got, you know, the bar to the bar to feed. That's our first priority. Of course. As well as our, our retail store. So we've got, you know, the growlers for off-site sale. And we really want to make sure that we've got those well-fed and, and stocked before we start thinking about, yeah. you know, off-site accounts. Gotcha. I uh, I walked in, Bern. I saw you, full gloves on and, and yep. gear and everything. Mark, you were in the back there. Um, 
how uh, do you want to tell, just talk about? Um, I mean, are you brewing today, and, and how often you you uh, you brew? What you're what you're up to uh, these days? Yeah. So you know, overall, the plan here is to we'll be brewing about two three times a week. Um, and today, what we're doing is we're uh, we're doing a nice easy drinking blonde ale uh, that will be done with jasmine flowers and buckwheat honey, as well as a touch of fresh lemon zest. So Great. something that's you know very drinkable, approachable. Uh, you know, a classic blonde ale with an interesting twist to it. So, you know, like we said, it's something that can pique enough interest in, in the beer geek that they'll yeah. buy a pint, but it's also not so intimidating that someone can walk in off the street that, you know, never heard of Goose Island before, you know, maybe dabbled in craft beer a couple of times, but is a little unsure. Something they can approach, drink a pint, and order another one. Yeah, great. Well, I want to finish up by going to put you guys both on the spot. Um, if you had to pick one of your beers that you've done so far as your favorite, which one would it be? Oh, I know what yours is. Yeah, uh, without a question, uh, the off-season lager, which was our uh, our German-style Meritzen. Um, you know, to me, that's the kind of beer that if I'm sitting out on a hot day, that's that's what I drink. And uh, unfortunately, we uh, we kicked that batch this past weekend, so oh, yeah. we won't be seeing it again for at least for a little while. But uh, brought a last growler at home, had it with some neighbors over the weekend, and. It was a bittersweet moment, but you know, I was happy to enjoy it one last time. Nice. Mark, how about you? Um, you know, it's, it's a tough question, but I've always dabbled back and forth between a few. Uh, I think I'm going to say the Munich Dunkel, only because it's, uh, it's something I haven't had a lot of, and uh, you know, it was something Burn really wanted to brew, and I just said, okay, let's, let's do it. I'm not incredibly familiar with it, but... Uh, came to being a, a favorite of mine it was kind of just became my go-to where you know it's it's a dark beer but it, it tastes so so light so bready it's like fresh baked bread with nice mm. caramelized crust on it that uh you know I, I can't help but <laughs> but you know want to want another pint of it yeah so. great good stuff well guys it's been uh, it's been great uh visiting a couple times so far um thanks for taking the time to chat today and uh look forward to sharing more beers with you guys in the future yeah well, thanks thank and you. thanks for having us on the show it's okay. great thanks guys <laughs>